This program is brought to you by Bible Way Media, a work of the Ulaga Church of Christ. Hello, ladies. Let's begin today's lesson with just a scripture. In Matthew 8, 19-20, we read, And a certain scribe came and said unto him, Master, I will follow thee whithersoever thou goest. And Jesus said unto him, The foxes have holes, and the birds have, excuse me, the birds of air have their nests, but the Son of Man hath nowhere to lay his head. Now we know Jesus didn't say these words because he was complaining. He was just letting that man know that following him might be more than what one might expect. Jesus didn't have an easy life of leisure upon this earth. Neither did his disciples. Discipleship can often be daunting, but no one ever told us that being a Christian would be easy. It is a rewarding life, and we are blessed beyond measure, with wonderful brothers and sisters to encourage us, as well as a home in heaven when this life is over. But it doesn't come without trials, problems, temptations, and all that. Our Lord met with many of the same temptations. We can read in Hebrews 2.18, For in that he himself hath suffered being tempted, he is able to succor them that are tempted. Jesus was tempted by Satan in the same manner as we're tempted today, the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. 1 John 2.16 When I read the account of Jesus' temptations by Satan in the wilderness in Matthew 4.1-11, I can almost see our Lord, tired, hungry, and alone. He had fasted for 40 days, and the Bible tells us he was hungry. Then along comes the great tempter. He always shows up when we're most vulnerable, doesn't he? But our Lord was prepared for him. With each temptation, he responded with the words of the Father. Satan did not give up easily, and he kept on taunting Jesus. But our Savior was victorious. He did not give in to temptation. Even in his physically weakened state, he endured. He combated the old devil with the faithful words of God, and he won. And you know what? Ladies, we can do the same thing today. Because he overcame, he can help us through our temptations. He can nurture us in time of trials. Hebrews 4.15 tells us, For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. These inspired words were not given to us that we might have a misery loves company feeling. These words were delivered so that we might realize, yes, we are well able to do this. It is our cheer for us to keep on keeping on. We say that to one another a lot. We do it a lot, and we must keep on doing it. The Hebrew writer goes on to describe many in chapter 11 who overcame, and in the end of that chapter he states that there are nameless ones who were tortured, sawn asunder, slain with the sword, destitute, afflicted, tormented and tempted, but they remained faithful. And then we see these beautiful words, these inspired words that follow that disastrous discourse of our afflicted brethren, of whom the world was not worthy. Hebrews 11.38 
Can you just imagine God saying that of us when we reach heaven? Can you see him saying to us, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. God knows what we're going through down here, and he places a great value upon our souls and us, personally. He's watching from above. His son went through much worse, and his prophets, his teachers, all of them went through with great tribulation. On top of all the physical ailments, death, disasters, heartaches, infidelities by friends, mates, family members, and yes, even sometimes brethren. Many of old endured unbearable physical pain and loss. Sometimes I am just thoroughly ashamed of myself for feeling that I might even be worthy to inherit eternal life, given what others went through. I even ask myself, should I be allowed to hang on to the bloody coattails of those martyred saints who bravely went on before me? And then I read in the New Testament the many passages that assure me, yes, there is a crown of life for me, waiting just for me, if I remain faithful. James tells us, Blessed is the man that endureth temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. James 1.12 I want my crown, and I know you do too. If we're a faithful child of God, we can say with the Apostle Paul, I have fought a good fight, I have finished my course, I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all of them that love his appearing. 2 Timothy 4, 7-8 It's a promise, ladies, and God cannot lie, and I know they say this a lot, Titus 1, 2. It is not within God to lie. He cannot do that. It is not one of his characteristics. Compared to those of old, it's not that hard for us to be a faithful child of God. Yes, we're going to have rough times. There's going to be a lot of them. But that's what proves us. His commandments are not grievous, 1 John 5, 3. True, temptations and heartaches are going to happen, but if we're living godly, we have that assurance we can know that this life is brief, just a vapor, and soon we will all be with the Father, where we no longer have these trials of life. In the meantime, He has graciously and mercifully provided His Holy Word to guide us to all truth. He has blessed our lives with brethren who love us and will help us through the difficult times. Can we do this? Of course we can. We can all live faithful lives for God. As His children, we have that avenue of prayer through which we can communicate to Him, repent of our sins, and get back on that beaten path that others before us have traveled. And we know that He listens to us. Every single word, every petition, every prayer of thanksgiving, and every prayer for repentance. What more could we ask for? My daughter used to always say, I can do anything for one day. And I think I've told you that once before. And then I think of that scripture in Matthew six thirty four that says, Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. We have all we can do to just take it, like she said, one day at a time. That's all we need to do. Live this day. Live it to glorify God. 
live it in such a way that he would be proud of us as Christians. Thanks be to our glorious God in Christ who knows our every need and gives to us bountifully. And thank you, all of my brothers and sisters, for the encouragement that you give. As you go about your week, remember to love God and love one another with a pure heart fervently. 1 Peter 1.22 Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this program. We encourage you to subscribe to our podcast on Pandora, Spotify, or Podbean. Thanks for listening.